It's a pay-per-click advertising takeover on this episode of Insights. Matt and I are joined by the entire PPC team here at Haley Marketing. How do you know if your PPC is working? How do you know if it's not working? What metrics should you be looking at daily, weekly, monthly? What budget should you be allocating towards PPC? And most importantly, what can your staffing firm do to fully maximize pay-per-click advertising in 2023? Before we get to the show, a quick disclaimer with so many different team members on from Team Haley, you're going to hear a little bit of different audio from person to person. Stick with us. I promise the takeaways are worth it. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome to Insights, a podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Bailey, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Matt, we got a PPC program takeover today, man. We have the full PPC team from Haley Marketing on this episode. How you feel, buddy? Good. I feel excited to have a lot of experts here. There, there's a lot of knowledge surrounding us here on the uh, the old Zoom. So we're, I'm excited yeah. for to to learn about that knowledge and see how it can help the industry. You know, we talk about PPC pay per click advertising quite a bit on Insights, but Matt and I we really talk about the fundamentals. We talk about the the, the foundation, right? We have Aaron Helms, we have Stephanie Rindak, we have Allison Brock, we have Hannah Eberly. All from our PPC team on today's show to tell you what you need to know about PPC. So let's go through real quick. Everyone introduce yourself. Steph, give us a little bit of your background for our listeners. Yeah. Hey, guys. So I'm Stephanie. I've oh, been doing PPC for nearly 10 years now. So it's a matter of focusing in on Google, Facebook, um, really just diving into any paid channel outlet. Um, love data. So, you know, if you guys you know have questions at all about like what we can do in terms of what we can optimize your website. Um, that's my specialty there. So Aaron, give us the overview. Who are you and what do you do to help our clients over here at Haley? Hey, Brad. Yeah. Like Stephanie, I also have over a decade of PPC experience, mostly in Google and Bing. Don't forget about the little engine that could. I also, you know, do a little bit of Facebook and I get really excited about finding new strategies, new networks, and new ways that our clients can achieve their goals. Welcome to the show. Allison, want to give us your background? Yes. Hi, I've been in PPC, um, specifically Facebook, for about six years. I'm also starting to get into Google a little bit, but I'm a Facebook ad specialist here at Haley, and I love helping our clients you know, reach their goals, brand awareness, getting new leads on Facebook, um, and aligning with their strategy and goals. And last but certainly not least, we have Hannah Eberly. Hannah, how about your background? Thanks, Brad. I've been with Haley since 2018 and work with the whole team here. I specialize in Facebook pay-per-click advertising. I also do ads on Google, LinkedIn, um, the whole KitKat caboodle. And the whole team is super well-versed in in cross channels. When we think about PPC, it's not just Google. As Aaron said, you got to pay attention to Bing. It's not just Facebook. You got to look at LinkedIn. I know this team has been investigating TikTok and looking at ways that we can run TikTok ads. I can't get enough of TikTok, so I certainly understand the need for why we want to be over there. 
But today, the team came to Matt and I, and they said, listen, we want to take over the show. We want to talk about all things PPC for 30 minutes because we think listeners of Insights could get a ton of value out of learning more about pay-per-click advertising. So everyone, and and please feel free to hop in where you see fit. I'm not going to specifically call on anybody, and I, I maybe we'll have some pointed questions at some point, but would love to get everybody's intake on or input on this. Why should people be using pay-per-click? Let's start there. And and I, I will call I will call on somebody because I think otherwise we're gonna have four people that all want to jump in at that one. So Aaron, let's start with you. Why do staffing firms need PPC in 2023? Because if you're not there, your competitor is point blank if that was one sentence answer your competitor is probably on google search they are almost definitely in facebook so you need to find out where your ideal audience lives and go after them i think we just got the show's sound clip from the first sentence there matt what do you think bud i agree it was it was clean it was it was to the point and that that's that's we're very well put, Aaron, in terms of, you know, it to me, and this is a joke Brad and I have, it almost sounds like table stakes. If you're not doing that, you're you're just you're you are losing to your competitor. So at the worst, you need to be doing that. And then if it's very well optimized, you're going to be passing your competitor. All right. So we know we need PPC because we want to be found. We want to drive that traffic back to our website. As Aaron said, if you're not, your competitor probably is. But where should we be running these ads? You know, I have, let's pretend we're Brad staffing firm. I have a limited budget. I can't throw millions of dollars at pay-per-click advertising. We already listed probably five places that we can serve ads. We said Google, Bing, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. And I'm sure there's a dozen others that we're not touching like YouTube and other places. Where should we run these ads and how do we make that decision? Someone take that one. I'll take that. It really, so... You mentioned you might not be able to spend thousands of dollars in these channels. You There are options across Google, Bing, Facebook that you don't need a lot of money to actually run these ads. So there's different formats that will benefit you. Um, of course, if you have the funds, a more aggressive ad spend will get you more visibility, will get you different, uh, will actually connect you with different audiences. So it really does um, require kind of understanding of who you need to target what you want them to do and how to balance the advertising uh, funds with those individual channels. Allison, Hannah, let me ask you this. I know both of you spent a ton of time on Facebook. Is is Facebook PPC dead with so many businesses and, and I'm going to say even consumer goods throwing millions of dollars at Facebook ads? Is it a waste of time to run Facebook ads at this point? No, it's not. Facebook is still one of the most popular social media platforms. And it also has, I think, the number of users who spend the most time on the platform every day or check it the most often um, across all age ranges. So they've got older users, they've got younger users. Uh, And there are a lot of changes happening on Facebook. So that's why at Haley Marketing, well, Meta rather, I should say, but at Haley Marketing, we're, we're trying to keep our eye on a variety of platforms and channels. Within Facebook, Particularly, we say, you know, we have to play by Facebook's rules. So there are limitations. For example, if you are a travel nursing agency, Facebook might not be for you. There's not as much targeting that you can do on there in terms of people's interests and things like that. But maybe you do first party targeting. Maybe you target people who have visited your website and that's all you do on Facebook. 
but at least you still have that touch point where you're reaching people when they're on social media, you're keeping yourself top of mind and making sure that they know who you are. I want to jump in here and it's not pay-per-click, but definitely back for Allison and Hannah. I'm guessing this is a question our team's gotten. Facebook jobs going away February 22nd. Why? Because we know what Mark Zuckerberg's thinking, but what what kind of what's our feeling on why that went away? I don't know if you have a specific why. Um, I know Facebook has been trying to phase it out over the past year. Last February, they took away a big chunk of it where you lost the ability to search Facebook jobs. And now they're taking away that last little piece of it where um, our clients were still able to post jobs directly on their page and people go to their page specifically. Um, We think it might stem back to some of Facebook's lawsuits um, over the past years with privacy issues. Um, we did reach out to Facebook. They didn't give us a specific why. I think it was hard for them to keep up with all the different countries and the different legalities with each country and having um, jobs specifically posted. So that is kind of where we are leaning towards for why they decided to get rid of them. Um, but I know we've always said PPC is a great way to kind of replace the Facebook jobs. Uh, we can keep boosting posts for you, do ad campaigns, lead campaigns, you know, to keep you visible on Facebook, get your jobs out there in a different way. Um, so you might not be able to post specific jobs on your Facebook, but you can still advertise your job postings in a different way using PPC. All right. So we can run ads anywhere. And it's really, it comes down to looking at analytics. It comes down to looking at data and trusting that data. Um, I would think, you know, and Matt, we've said this on Insights dozens of times, we need to A-B test things. And we need to be looking at, okay, yeah, I'll try Facebook. I'll give it a shot. I'll never tell a staffing or recruiting company to not give anything a shot. We just need to know if it's working. And more importantly, I look at if it's not working. I think if we look only at what's working, we get complacent. We understand, okay, well, it's working. Let's set it, forget it. Well, that's not the way PPC works at all. And and y'all know that. But what makes an ad successful? So you're running ads now for probably 100 plus companies. I think when we look at our our recent uh, client list over on the PPC side of things, how do we know the ad we're running is successful? What What are the four of you looking at? I'll start. So if we're talking about Google or even Bing search, what makes an ad successful? First of all, you already mentioned it. You got to A-B test. So just because you run something for 30 days, two weeks, three months, if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that you stop, right? Um, You need to test some different headlines. Are you answering what's in it for the user? Are your taglines boring? are you following best practices? I mean, we, we could have a whole podcast on best practices when it comes to ad copy on both Facebook and Google. But I think you definitely need to test uh, different versions of your ad and see what resonates. Um, is your click-through rate strong? You know, Facebook, it's what? 1% or better? In Google, I used to say like 1% to 3% was good. But what I'm seeing with my ads is we're getting up to 10% engagement rate on the ads. So like our audiences are just like smashing that button. They they want to see what a client has to offer, whether it's a business opportunity for sales or a job opportunity. So yeah, so once they click on the ad, then it also turns over to the website. Is your ad speaking the right message? And is that person sticking around? You know, Steph says it's not love at first click. Are they visiting the important pages on your website. Does your website have good, important pages, right? 
are you telling them where to go? Do you, I mean, this is like, again, a whole nother conversation. We could talk about CRO for PPC and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. And I'll let somebody else chime in. Cause um, I could talk all day. <laughs> and, and maybe we'll bring you on for a part two. I think that actually makes a ton of sense. As we look at pay-per-click advertising, I see a ton of value in it when I'm talking to numerous staffing and recruiting firms across the country. I know all of you do as well as you're consulting with clients. Aaron, I want to go back to something you said, though. You said Facebook, we typically see about a 1% conversion. Google, for some of your campaigns, you're seeing a 10% conversion. And I know there's somebody listening right now that's saying, well, shoot, I'm going to punt Facebook then because I want better conversion over on Google. And and Small correction, Brad, not not conversion, click-through rate. Perfect. So click-through rate, right? So we're getting more clicks. We're, We're driving more traffic over to a client's website. That still doesn't mean that we should completely punt Facebook, right? Because those ads are still serving a very, very direct purpose. And Hannah, Allison, I'd love maybe one of you to chime in on why we are okay with 1% click-through rate, because that is a good number. But I know there's somebody listening right now that's saying, listen, 10 is greater than one. I'm going to invest all my money over to Google. Why might that not be the case? So Facebook and Google have different types of targeting. They have different types of audiences. On putting your message out there to your audience. You're targeting them based on their interests or a behavior. Maybe they visited your website. Maybe they were on a list in your ATS. On Google, they're coming to you. They're If they're on Google search, they're in that research and consideration phase. They're looking for staffing services or they're looking for a job. So on Facebook, it's going to be a high volume of reach, a high volume of impressions. And on Google, it's going to be a smaller number of people. So based on your budget, either channel, you're only going to be able to convert a certain number of impressions to clicks. And for Facebook, it's lower cost, higher volume. Google, higher cost, lower volume. They sort of equal out, but you just have to think about who's your audience, what's the intent behind that audience, and what's the best use of your budget in that regard. Right on. I appreciate the the input there. And and I you know I, I asked you a question like that, and I knew you'd, you'd hit it out of the park, but I know I know there's somebody listening saying, listen, 10 is greater than one. So I'm going to punt Facebook because there's no reason to have a 1% click through if I could have 10%. But as Hannah's saying, it's all about intent. And think about your own experience when you're on a site like Facebook. You might be watching TV. You might be watching the news or a sports game. You get out Facebook as your second screen during a commercial. You might not be ready to take action right away, right? So you have a different intent in using the platform. That's what we're speaking on here is users have different intentions. We need to make sure we're serving the right ads at the right time to maximize that click-through rate. I'd like to chime in on something there, Brad. You said 10 is better than one, and it is. And it's not just about that engagement rate. The engagement rate is just one KPI that we look to see if the audience is engaging with the message. Now, if you compare Google to Facebook, dollar for dollar, your cost in Google is almost always going to be higher than your cost in Facebook, right? So if I have a $500 click budget and I go to Google, my engagement rate might be 10%, but depending on your industry and where you are in the country, each click could cost $3, $4, $5. If it's B2B, it could be more, it could be less. I mean, there's a big range. So you cannot buy, buy as many users for your budget. Now on Facebook, it's usually a lot lower. So you can get more engagement 
people clicking on the ad, going to your profile, going to your career portal. So it really just depends what your audience is, what you want them to do and your industry and where you are in the country. And like Hannah said, like, you, you, well, you just got to test it and find out. Steph, how do I make the best decision? Because you know, we're, we're, Aaron did a really good job talking about that and Hannah and Allison too. Let's let's do a case study here. Like Matt's staffing agency, industrial, I know you're going to ask me about 17 follow-up questions, which is good. That's what should be done. But how do I make, like if I'm going into this as a business owner and staffing, how do I make the best decision for, for my company to at least one, I guess, figure out paper clicks for me. You know, Aaron said, if I'm not doing it, my competitors are, but let's, let's make sure that. So I'm, I'm, I'm just playing the devil's advocate a little bit. And then also two, how do I, like, how do I measure that success moving forward? Like I need, like, we've had some case studies. We've had some examples. Like, what do I need to know this is working? So when you find out something is working with your paid campaign, or we're looking at your goals, like what, what do you ultimately want? You want recruiters or so you want job seekers, you want new, uh, new leads. We look at all that data, um, as after your campaign has been running, you know, we look at what's those click through rates. We look at those post-click metrics on your website, what's going on there. Um, in terms of when, when you, Going back to the very beginning, if you're looking to start a campaign, you need to really assess your goals. Who do you want to reach? And where are you in the market? Are you brand new? Are you, do you have some sort of, you know, presence already? Um, so if you are brand new, we might need to build up that visibility and trust and build your competitive stance within Google or Facebook, depending on your budget um, and even your industry. You know, so it really it goes back to your goals and really focusing in on who you need to target and what what you need to tell them. Um, and I will say it really does matter with your budget too. So if you have sufficient budget, we can be aggressive in Google search and go after those higher intent audiences that are ready, more actively ready to engage with you. Um, so it yeah, I would just really focus in on your goals initially. And when it comes to identifying the channel, that's really where our team can help because we have different options where we work to connect with new audiences or even remarketed audiences in any stage of the buying cycle. You know, whether they're at the very beginning of needing to find a new job or find a new staffing partner, um, or if they're really ready to convert, we can remarket to them. But um, I feel like I'm going in a circle here, but it really is a matter of um, connecting with us, talking about your goals, and allowing us to balance your budget and fit it into the channel that's right for you. So we talked about what makes an ad good. We talked about maybe even what makes an ad great. You know, Steph, you shared some examples. Aaron, you shared some data. Hannah, you chimed in on why we should still look at Facebook. What do we do when an ad isn't performing though? Have we ever pulled the plug and just said, listen, PPC isn't for you. This isn't going to work for your company. Have we done that? Or are there other instances where it's just, listen, this isn't working now. But here's how we can fine tune it. What do we do? And again, because I'm so passionate about when things aren't working, it's just kind of how my brain's wired. What do we do if something isn't going as planned? I think to start looking at maybe on Facebook, looking at the creative, seeing if you need to make some changes there that for something that resonates more with your audience, looking at that targeted audience, making sure you have it fine tuned to exactly who you're looking for, whether it's clients or candidates. 
Um, if we're still not getting the results you want to see, we can always look into trying another PPC network to see if maybe, like we said before, there's different audiences on different platforms. So maybe if Facebook's not working for you, it might be time to switch to Google. But I don't think we see that often. I think we're many times able to like fine tune our targeting and our creative and our messaging to try and, you know, pivot that campaign and make it more successful to have the impact we're looking for. And I want to add that there's always some sort of value you're getting out of PPC. Although you might not have those direct engagements, you know, obviously as Allison is saying, we can optimize and improve certain KPIs to perform better based on data that we collect and your goals. But, you know, PPC gives you that visibility and touch points that your candidates and clients need um, to see in order for them to really connect with you and partner with you. So it's a matter of understanding that you're getting a lot more than that website traffic or that, you know, direct engagement. You're building that visibility and trust with your audiences. Let's talk about the post-click experience. So this is probably and arguably, I would say arguably more important than actually getting the click, right? So if we have the best PPC in the world, and I don't, I don't care what you're trying to sell, whether it's staffing services or pizza, it doesn't matter. If at the other end of that, somebody clicks and they either can't take action, the experience is broken. From a pizza standpoint, the ad might work, but they can't actually order the pizza. That's an issue. What makes a good post-click experience for a candidate? What should we be doing and what should we be thinking about in terms of landing pages or what it might look like in that side of things on the website? What makes a good post-click experience? To describe what happens after the landing page or after the click of an ad, People go to your landing page and what I like to basically tell my clients is like your landing page is an extension of your ad. It gives your audiences quick information about you know what they're looking for, why you matter to them and how to quickly take action. So really it depends on who you're engaging with, either candidates or clients that will dictate where you go. You get them to the job board or a very specific page, but Essentially, you want quick information and easy access, and that's the ultimate page that you want to send uh, PPC clicks to. A landing page being an extension of your ad is an incredible thought process. If we think about we're driving somebody to a page, what page are we driving them to, and what do you want them to do once they get there? Matt, go ahead. I think it's the most un- overlooked part of pay-per-click advertising. When when I used to be on the pay-per-click team and knew much less than the four um, teammates we have here. You could just see it. People will be like, oh, I want to target, you know, nurses in Chicago. I want to target IT professionals in Seattle. And it's great. You can try that and you can get them to the point. They'll be like, why aren't I getting any leads? Why aren't I getting any conversions? Why isn't anything happening here? And the extension of it, of the ad is, is an awesome way to put it, as Stephanie said, but just, I don't think a lot of people understand all that goes into that, right? I see an ad. I go somewhere. If I just send somebody to a traditional website, websites have links, they have a header, they have a footer, they have all these different ways. We get distracted by the shiniest of the barely a shiny objects. There's 28 things for me to do when I go to a page. I'm probably going to choose 27 of the things that you don't want me to do. So if there's only one or two things for me to do once I get there, your conversion success is going to increase a lot. I, I honestly think it's the most overlooked part of pay-per-click advertising when people don't really know a lot of it. They just know, oh, I should be doing PPC. You know, the team here is going to explain to you what makes a really good landing page and then continually adjust it afterwards because it's not just set that and forget it. 
I got a perfect example. You know, Valentine's Day was just the other day. I wanted to get my wife a, a spa package from a local company. Um, candidly, I don't have any sort of affinity or, or loyalty to any local spas. So I did some Google search, whatever. I saw someone was running an ad for a promotion, clicked the ad, knew the company, right? I know there's a couple reputable ones in the area, but I didn't have any sort of, I need to go here, right? Put the ad. When I went to the page, I got through the process, got to the point where I was ready to put my credit card and there was never a way for me to pay for the thing. I kept getting a prompt saying, input your credit card information, but never at any point could I actually give them my hard earned money. Like I'm physically wanting to give you my money. I want to give you my business and they wouldn't take it. I didn't call them. I went and ended up getting it from somebody else to be completely honest. And friends, as you're listening, we need to think about how many candidates are you losing out on? How many leads are you losing out on? Because you're creating friction in the process and somebody can't take the action that you want them to take. And in summary, Brad, we say PPC delivers the right message to the right user at the right time. But once they get to your website, your website is what converts the user, not the PPC, not the Google ad, not the Facebook ad, not the LinkedIn ad. Your website then takes over. And if your website is a hot dumpster fire, you are not going to get the leads you want or the applications that you want. I couldn't agree more. And I think as we look at, in in a lot of instances, as we look at marketing being a silver bullet, it's really not. And we can have the best PPC, but if the website has that drop off, like Matt's talking to, where people can take 20 something actions, that's an issue. To my point, my example that I just shared from, you know, the local spa, if I can't give you my money to buy the product, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. I didn't have time to call anybody. And frankly, I didn't want to. So I went somewhere else. We need to make that process so, so easy. We need to have the Amazon mindset. I can buy something on Amazon in two clicks and a swipe. How hard is it for your prospects or your candidates to take action when they get to your website? And again, This team's incredible at PPC, and I would put this team of four against any other team of four in the world when it comes to PPC. But if the website isn't built for success, well, then there's only so much that can be done, right? And I fully, fully support that. Well, let's change topics real quick for a second. So when we think about measuring success, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want to push back a little bit more on this. When we look at KPIs and we look at uh, certain instances of pay-per-click advertising, what are the one to two things that you look at to make sure that the program is doing what you think it should be doing and it's performing at a high standard? I'll kick this one off. Um, and I'm going to start with sales. I'm running my B2B campaigns. Um, you know, they're not going to convert the first time they see you and visit your site. They might just be curious. Um, you got a great website. I look and see, are they visiting your contact page where hopefully you have a mobile click to call number, right? Uh, hopefully you've got an easy to use form fill. Um, and then I'll look month over month at how many form fills are happening. If we can get call tracking in place, we can see how many users are calling after they get to the website. So we know that you're getting prospective calls. Users are very interested in what you have to offer. And when it comes for sales, it's more of a long game, right? Um, I've had clients say, yeah, you know, three, four months in, wow, we just landed one of the biggest accounts possible. We know it was from everything we're doing with Haley Marketing. We've got SEO, we've got 
social, we've got pay-per-click. So it is a process. It's not as easy to capture that sales. It is to capture that job seeker. Yeah. Everything that Aaron said, I, I love looking at um, what people are doing after they click on the ad. Cause that tells the whole story of, do we have a qualified visitor, you know, coming to your website? And I mean, that end goal obviously is the action visiting the contact us page, but if we can also understand what are the pages they're visiting, that can help us adjust the campaign as needed. You know, maybe, for example, we are targeting, our goal is to target candidates in the search engine, but, you know, we see a lot of them maybe going to the employer pages. That can help us adjust our targeting and maybe ad messaging to, you know, improve and, and gain more candidates with those ads. So it's a matter of looking at a lot of different data points. And, um, you know, when you ask that question, I'm like, oh, shoot, like I look at a lot, but like, you know, we have to pick out um, those few key data points to really tell us the the big story. And then when we need to go into little um, other KPIs, to look at, you know, more granular aspects as well. Think, think of it as digital dating, Brad. When you're dating somebody, you ask them how many kids they want to have on the first date. You don't. So that's why we look at these key pages that they're visiting. You as a staffing company, you have to kind of wine and dine your user. You have to give them valuable resources that make them want to fall in love with you, right? It's not love at first click. So sometimes it could take a little bit of a process to convert that user, whether it's a candidate or a client. It's a digital romance. Aaron, I'm supposed to be the analogy person on this show. and uh, I got you, Pete. Well, I appreciate you coming on Insights. This might be your last time coming on the show because I'm supposed to be the analogy person. But that was another incredible, incredible analogy uh, that I'm going to be honest, I'm going to steal because that was very, very good. And I appreciate you sharing that one for us. Hannah, Allison, anything outside of what Aaron and Seth said that you might be looking at differently? And I know I, I kind of restricted it. And I said, what are those one to two metrics that you're looking at? And I know there's a ton. But if you really want to know something that's working and something that's probably more importantly not working, what are you looking at? Well, something that Aaron and Stephanie didn't touch on was the the metrics that are in the channels themselves. So obviously we put a lot of effort into what people are doing on the website, but you might not always have a campaign that takes people to your website. For example, on Facebook, you can run campaigns that are just focused on reach, engagement. Having as broad of a presence and exposure for your company as possible. And in those instances, you really just have the channel metrics to go off of. So you might look at how your budget is pacing with your cost per click or how quickly people are taking action based on engagement rates. Um, how many people saw your ads? Are they seeing your ads too many times and getting overwhelmed and blocking you? We don't want that to happen either. So there's a lot of things on the channels themselves that we have to monitor to make sure that we can deliver the traffic if it's happening, but in a way where your budget is pacing well and you can kind of balance the volume of engagement you're getting with the quality of the users once they get to your website, if they're going there. Yeah, I know some other important benchmarks on Facebook, like for social pro, we do a lot of page like campaigns. So that doesn't necessarily take you away from Facebook, but looking at benchmarks for industry averages, making sure that it's on trend um, that's another very important benchmark for the Social Pro program. And then we also run some lead type campaigns that stay within Facebook as well. Um, again, looking at industry benchmarks and what type of, like healthcare might have a higher cost per result than manufacturing just because it's more niche. Um, so just kind of looking at those different industries, looking at those internal Facebook metrics and seeing how you stack up um, compared to where you want to be. 
ton, ton of information on this episode of Insights. Before I wrap it up and before I kind of go through our, our closing here, I want to ask this team, the PPC team at Haley Marketing, anything else that you think our listeners need to know when it comes to pay-per-click advertising in 2023? I'll start. I say test, 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 and test again. You want to give Google a try? Try Google. Um, I had one client that I said, this isn't working. We moved to Facebook and now everything's great. He wanted Google. Facebook was where his audience was. So, you know, if one thing doesn't work, test it again, whether you're testing different images, different copy, different landing page, different network. Yeah. And to build off that, my my takeaway is the fact that not all ads are, are the same. You know, there are brand awareness ads that are going to give you high volume awareness and visibility. And then there's some action that there are other ad formats and channels to that point that really just drive action and really engage with remarketed users that are further down the funnel um, or people within certain channels that, you know, have that higher intent. So, you know, just note that not all ads are the same. And if we're not seeing, you know, the results that you want, we can pivot like Aaron mentioned. I would just reiterate what Stephanie and Aaron said, and just to really think about your audience and your audience's pain points, I guess. There's a lot of uncertainty in 2023. We want to make sure we're helping our clients prepare for anything. And the same mindset could kind of go for your campaign. If you're targeting candidates, you have to get in that mindset. What are their pain points? They're maybe not worried about, okay, I'm looking for a job where I have to assemble this and that. I want a job where I have benefits that matter to me and I can have time to spend with my family, that sort of thing. Um, So I think just really trying to get in that mindset will just make your campaigns go so much further. I think the other three ladies covered it pretty well. Um, But yeah, like just Hannah said, knowing your audience, making sure you're talking to the right audience, um, having right graphics for Facebook, um, even Google display that really speak to the audience, grab their attention. I think that's very important as well. Um, to draw them in, knowing your audience, knowing the messaging and having that right graphics to go along with the ads. Well, I, I speak for Matt when I say I want to thank all of you for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. We had a PPC team takeover here on this episode of Insights. Y'all are welcome back anytime you want. If there's any additional topics as they come up throughout the year that you want to share with everybody, please feel free to come on the show, whether it's as a group and a total team takeover If there's one insight that you want to share with our listeners, you can do that solo as well. We would love to have the four of you back on anytime, and you're certainly welcome to come back on anytime. Friends, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, I'd love to get started with PPC, but I don't necessarily know where, and I don't necessarily know how, I would encourage you to reach out to info at HaleyMarketing.com. Make sure you tell them that insight sent you, and let them know that you'd like a little bit more information on pay-per-click advertising in 2023. Our team of marketing educators will get a hold of this team and they'll be able to guide you on your PPC quest in 2023. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us. You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And again, be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, for the entire PPC team here at Haley Marketing, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.